there are so many amazing you know black travelers black writers black creators out there doing all these amazing things but then when i go back to look at the pages that i turn to for inspiration nowhere to be seen this is a podcast about the adventures of wild women and through our adventures we become wild women We'll get into the heart of what adventure is all about and share stories from the wild women who inspire us to reach higher and dig deeper. We'll shine a spotlight on the mystery of places in the world we've encountered in our travels and where we're dreaming of going next. All women are invited to go wild with us. Welcome. Ella Parody is the UK-based editor and creator of Black Explorer magazine. Written by Black writers and travelers, it's a proud celebration and fantastic educational resource, sharing diverse stories of Black travelers around the world. I picked up a gorgeous copy of this treasure recently and was so moved by the inspiring stories, especially written by Black women, not only about the challenges they face, but about Black joy. Ella is a champion for diversity in travel and media by amplifying the rich voices of the Black travel community. I'm so excited to share my conversation with Ella with you. Have a listen. Ella, hi, I'm so happy to be with you today. You're on the other side of the world. I'm on the west coast of Canada and you're in London in the UK, right? Yes. Wow. And so this is home for you and uh, the base for all of your travels and adventures? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> London has been my home for the past, so 2013, seven years almost, yeah. Wow. I'm so intrigued about your story of the before and after, I would say, because you didn't always work in the travel space or the travel media space, and the inspiration to start a magazine about travel, particularly for uh, Black travelers. How did that come to you? Was it just a flash of inspiration? So tell me the before and after of how you came to be the founder of this amazing magazine that you're, you're presenting to the world right now. Yeah, so... I was, I've always been into, into travel. I feel like travel has been a part of me since I was, what, 10 years old? Because I remember the first time I stepped foot on a plane was August 2001 when I left Benin in West Africa, where I was, where I grew up. Mm. and moved halfway across the world to Belgium. And as a 10-year-old, I was just put on a plane, lanyard around my neck, and just sent off, you know, flying. I'd never flown before, never been on a plane before, never even left the country on my own before. But here I was, this 10-year-old little girl. I was so giddy, so excited, (laughs) so happy to just, you know, I was very sad to be leaving, you know, home, my family, my little brothers and sisters. But I was moving to live with my dad in Belgium. So I think from there, um, when I first stepped foot on the plane and I was just by myself, I wasn't afraid. It just felt so natural. It just felt so exciting to be in the air. I just 
yeah, I was not afraid, nothing. And then from there, every, every year, every holiday, every summer holiday, Christmas, whatever, my dad would literally do the same thing, put me on a plane, just put the lanyard around my neck, the unaccompanied child lanyard around my neck and just send me off to, you know, my uncles and my aunts all over Europe and just be like, you know, here's your ticket, see you in two months, you know, figure it out. (laughs) So you had an adventurous travel experience from those early years. And 2001... That's an interesting time to start to travel because, of course, travel at that time with everything that was happening with uh, in the wake of 9-11, that was a very scary time to travel for a lot of people. But for you, it was just the world was opening and it was it was a big adventure and a thrill. Yeah, for me, it was so exciting. I think compared to now that I'm older, because I remember, of course, I remember where I was. I was coming back from school um, and I saw on the news when the planes, you know, hit the, the World Trade Center. But for me, I didn't link flying with being the danger mm. in that scenario. So at no point did I think, oh, my God, it's going to be so scary to fly from now on. But then again, I was 10, 11. So it was just something insane and completely out of the world happening, but there was no link in my head that, that said, oh, now flying has become da- dangerous. I was just as excited uh, because by then, I think in December of that same year, my dad put me on a plane to go spend Christmas with my uncle. And at no point was I was was I afraid. It was such an exciting thing for me. And I have never in my whole life, until I came of age, of course, never traveled with an adult. So travel was always something that meant so much independence for me mm. because it meant that I was grown, that I was I was being trusted to look after myself, to navigate airports and and tickets and you know different countries. And yeah, whenever I travel, it just always felt I just always felt so grown and so in charge because I was always on my own. And then looking at the other children with their parents is like, oof, I don't need an adult supervision. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you went on to a career and and a whole life that wasn't wasn't so much focused on on travel. How did you come back to that feeling of the excitement and the empowerment that you felt through travel in those early days? Was that always kind of calling to you and when did you decide to make that your work with what you're doing in Black Explorer magazine? Here the thing is is that I never really thought of travel as being something separate from me so it just it was just second nature and the thing is is that it's only about was it two I would say 2000 and in 2017 so in 2017 I was here so I was here in London and I think I was I was completely bored and I tried to start like a travel blogging thing. I tried I tried to be a travel blogger. So that didn't, it's not my thing. I've learned very quickly. It is not my thing. And uh, I was bored and I, I didn't know what to do. So I went on Eventbrite and then I found this event by a uh, travel PR that was inviting travel bloggers 
to come and you know hear about a certain destination i don't i don't really remember the details and i was like yeah you know let's go so i braved this blizzard because it was one of those rare times where it was snowing in london and everything was shut but i was like yeah i'm doing it anyway so i braved this blizzard went to central london and this whole new world literally just opened opened up to me mm-hmm. because I walked into this room and I met specifically I met Yolanda and Omo from Hey Dips Your Hey I think Hey Dips Your Toes I think is there is their blog I'm sorry if I butchered that and then I also met Caroline Sunday from Travel Eat Slay and also a whole host of other you know black travel creators and i was opened up to this whole new world of black travelers kind of going out exploring the world and actually making their mission to show that black black people travel too and that made me realize that wait i've actually internalized this thing of not seeing other black people around me because i was i was always used the thing is from the moment i moved from benin to belgium i was always used to being in the minority to being the only black girl the only black whatever i was i was so used to it that when i was traveling getting on planes going to places and so on and didn't see people that looked like me when i was reading all of the magazine because i collect i collect travel magazine i have a pile behind me that's literally a meter high um, <laughs> i was i didn't even think twice because i was like well you know i don't know you internalize those kind of things mm-hmm. and you don't really think about it you think it's normal but then at that event i realized that actually no it's not normal there are so many amazing you know black travelers black writers black creators out there doing all these amazing things but then when i go back to look at the pages that i turn to for inspiration nowhere to be seen and then throughout 2017 basically by a push from caroline so caroline pushed me to open a twitter account she was like there's a whole community of us out there you're not alone we're not alone you need to connect so she literally on the event itself she made me start a twitter account made me follow all of these amazing people i think within what a couple of months i went on i took a group of um uk travel bloggers to belgium where i grew up and i had never i think i'd met most of them like once before and i took them to my hometown where i grew up and then we 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 toured for like a week became such amazing friends and i met you know uh people that had travel companies and writers and photographers and, and filmmakers and they were doing all these amazing beautiful things but then every time my subscriptions kept coming in my travel magazine subscriptions kept kept coming in and they were not in there they were not they were not i didn't see them i didn't see me i didn't see you know i didn't see us I, i didn't see us reflected and i just i could i just looked at it and i was like this this is not right this doesn't make sense this is it's ridiculous well I, why are all these people not in here so i think it was 2018 i decided i was like you know what how hard can it be to start your own magazine let me let me, let me do it let me <laughs> let me just oh i'm laughing ella because um 
our stories are very similar um, in that a few years ago, I was at a magazine shop and I was looking at all these magazines with all of these men who were survivor men and, you know, athletes and on the covers of these magazines about travel and adventure and outdoor um, activities, kayaking, etc. And And I wanted to read these magazines, but I'm like, where are the stories of the women? And I had this moment where I thought, I want to see a wild women magazine. I want to see a magazine that has stories of women who are adventurous and travelers and connected and beautiful and, and of all ages and sizes and colors. I want to see that magazine. And so I had a moment where I thought, well, I'm being called. I have to create it. So I created Wild Women Magazine. <laughs> and a few years later, or a couple of years later, we had Jane Goodall on the cover and, and seeing Jane Goodall on the cover of National Geographic when I was a little girl. I mean, she was always my heroine. So it really came full circle for me. And when you're speaking, I'm having these chills of when you talk about going through that storm to find this warm, inviting, empowering community of Black women, uh, Black people who are creating these stories and putting it out in the world. Um, I feel like you were called to this work. It, it sounds very serendipitous that that you were you were brought in and nurtured and mentored in this way, because now you are a leader in this in this space. And yeah, I just really admiring kind of that, that uh, spirit of going for it, even though, you know, maybe you didn't feel like there was any, any great reason why, why it had to be you, but it had to be you <laughs> doing this, doing this work. So it's, it's so inspiring to me to, to hear you share that story. Yeah, I mean, every, <sighs> There's been times, I've, I've, I don't know if, I've, if I'm ever going to release them, but since 2018, since I got the idea, I've been uh, occasionally filming myself at different stages of the process. And there's this one series, one particularly dark evening where I was literally just crying in bed. And I, I filmed myself asking myself, why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself why are you doing this and I've actually I've recently have had the same experience again with the second second issue where I've questioned I've been questioning why does this have to be you because it's it's hard it it's oh my god it's not easy and the only the only response I can give myself is, why not? Yeah. That's literally the only response. I cannot explain why I have to do this. And the thing is, when I take the time to not do it, when I take the time to just, uh, you know, be sad and down and uh, upset about how things are not going the way... I wish they're going or are not evolving as quickly as I wish, or I have like my own, you know, my own personal demons plaguing me and all of that. Yeah. After a while, the only thing I can think of is, you know, why not? What else, what else are you going to do? Literally everything 
else. There is nothing else that you want to be doing. So, you know, just dust yourself off and let's keep going. Oh, I love it. That That's what adventure is, right? It's feeling the call and noticing where that passion is that lives inside of you and, and what what you feel you're meant to do, you know, that, that summit that is pulling you forward, even when you doubt yourself. I mean, that's, that's really what we're, we're talking about in this podcast, you know, the, that spirit of adventure and you, you have it, you have it in, uh, in spades. Tell me about Black Explorer magazine, because I want to share with you, Ella, that when I looked at the cover of your first issue and I saw those beautiful black women in the water just shining <laughs> and, and that, that image was so powerful to me and I'm not I'm not a black woman I'm not a woman of color and it's resonated so much for me because you know I felt like what you were putting out there in, in Black Explorer magazine was really a celebration you know, there was something deeper that I sensed in for just from the cover. And then, of course, when I opened it up and just devoured all of those wonderful stories from the perspective of Black women, especially, um, you know, it it really felt like you were you were putting out stories and curating a presentation about Black explorers that was, it, it felt more than travel. So I'd love to hear why you called it Black Explorer magazine instead of Black Traveler magazine. I mean, it's you. I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly the feeling that I was trying to, you know, to convey. I like to say that the Black Explorer magazine is not as much a magazine for Black explorers as it is a magazine about Black explorers. Yes. So it's a magazine about people who are Black and who travel and who explore. So I want as much avid travelers and explorers and all you want as, you know, your person that only goes on a family holiday once a year and doesn't really care for, you know, climbing a mountain. I want the magazine to resonate as much with that person as, you know, someone that even doesn't travel because, it's about the people, it's about the community, it's about the experiences, it's about the things that we learn about ourselves, the things that we learn about the world, how it changes us, how it makes us better people, how it opens us up to so many more amazing, you know, things in life. So it is, yeah, you're right, it's not just travel and it's never been just about travel it's been about humanizing us as black people and showing that and show yeah and normalizing our presence as you know because I feel that a lot of the narrative that goes with black people is so very pain focused it's so very focused on our hardships on, and even within the travel industry, when you look at the stories that black travelers are known for, the few stories that black travelers are known for writing up until earlier this year, most of them were like, you know, 
why I went, I'm never going back to this country or I went there and I was treated like this and why it's difficult for me to do this, why it's difficult. And it's not to say that those things don't happen. And me as a black woman traveling mostly on my own, many of the negative things have happened to me. But the thing is, our stories of joy, our stories of happiness, our stories of just carefree exploration, our stories of doing dumb things on the road, because I have done (laughs) so many dumb things on the road. (laughs) Like my guardian angel is looking at me like, you make me work, you know, double time. You know, those stories also deserve to be heard. Those we deserve to have our stories also shared and the thing is it and also we can talk about this more later for me it also it had to be in print it had 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 to be in print because yes there there are blogs and websites and so on out there but there is something so romantic about having a print magazine in your hand having it on your coffee table in your you know in your toilet when you're reading which sounds a bit less romantic but still (laughs) (laughs) hey everyone has a stack of national geographic magazines from back in the day in their bathroom exactly (laughs) and it's one of the things that i love most with my stack of magazine is going back to them and just at random times, just like picking one at random and just going through the pages and rereading some stories again, reconnecting with some stories. And there is something, I don't know, I just felt like we deserve that. We, our stories deserve that. Our stories deserve to be treated in that romantic, beautiful way that it gets collected, it gets shared, it gets passed on, it gets, you know, savored on the couch with a candle lit, a tea, or in the sun, in the park. You know, our stories deserve that treatment of slow, ingestion slow devouring you know enough of that oh let me quickly click while I have 15,000 tabs open no just sit down calm down and just take the pages in your hand and just go through it and just enjoy the word enjoy the story enjoy the adventure or enjoy the lesson so for me all of that all of that was so important. I feel like I just went on a completely different tangent, but <laughs> no, it's it's perfect because what what I hear you saying that again I resonate with so deeply is what we give our presence to and our attention to, we treasure and we value. And what I felt when I read the stories in this magazine is I felt so much the you, you you use the the term black joy. Um, I felt the the humanity and the the pride and the you know the the freedom the freedom I think that that I want to feel. I want to feel as a woman as a traveler and and so being able to really focus and relate to that through the pages of of your magazine was was a really beautiful experience and and so sitting down with that presence and focus to, to read the stories. Yeah. It, it's a different, if it's a different feeling of respect, I think then, um, then just quickly whizzing through, you know, a little, little content piece on an online blog or. 
there's also and for example just take the cover of the first one even the, the cover of the of the second one as well um the reason why i chose to center black women specifically i think it wasn't on one part it wasn't done on purpose because i guess i'm a black woman so i would naturally navigate towards the thing that represents me mm-hmm. um and well what represents me more than myself <laughs> so um and that that image of the first uh the first issue that is that wasn't at all what was meant to be the cover i had organized a whole shoot with some of my dearest friends and it, it's beautiful i will release those images in an up, upcoming issue but then when 2020 came and everything that happened happened this magazine that at first was just going to be like a hobby a side thing a, a little something on the side and let's see how it goes it literally became my form of activism because i felt so helpless i have felt so lost i have felt so angry and i've wanted to burn things down and i needed a way to channel all of those emotions into something positive into into something that would bring something positive not just to me but also to my community so a project that was something so yeah it was going to be a side thing because i ended up working in travel as well but then covid came and then i lost my job and yes everything of 2020 happened and the black explorer went from being oh let's try it out and see what happens to this is the only thing that matters and i am not doing anything else until i have seen this i have made made sure that this works so all of the plans that i had up until june 2020 i just erased all of them started from scratch again and the photo shoot that i did for the original cover just didn't work anymore and i was on the phone with my best friend and i was going and i was telling her how oh oh my god i'm i'm I, i don't know what to do with this cover i cannot find a cover to fit this new direction i'm going in um the masthead is ready everything else is ready what do i do what do i do um and we were talking and just bantering as usual and at some point i was like oh i remember our holiday in bali let me take some pictures from that and just test it on the masthead to see how the masthead looks and i took up this picture of us in that waterfall in bali and i put it on the cover and i just i just went quiet and she was like what 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 what's happened and i just took my phone i turned the camera and i showed her and she also went quiet and we looked at each other and we were like we never planned for us to be on the cover hmm. but it works it's it 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 shows so much you know it shows black women in a way that we're not used to seeing black women just carefree just bathing in the pool no cares no worry in the world our hair wet just you have never seen a cover like that you have never seen 
a cover of a travel magazine that looked like that. And we looked at each other and we're like, we will just have to sacrifice our anonymity for this one. (laughs) 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 Because both of us were, were very attached to being anonymous. Seeing that cover to me said so much about what I felt from from the pages is that, you know, you were sharing stories about freedom and beauty and and joy. And that's what we all want from travel. That's why we we go through all of the challenges of these adventures. And and I'd love to hear you share more about what some of the most joyful experiences you've had and and how how some of your explorations and your adventures and travels have brought you that you know that feeling that that you're now sharing other people's stories about you know how has it benefited your life and that feeling that you talked about when you were a little girl of freedom and independence and empowerment how does that come through now in your adventures and your travels I'm a very careful and careless traveler all at the same time. I don't know how much I'm a, I can, you know, people are going to think I'm crazy if I share (laughs) (laughs) some of these, some of these stories, but I've done, I've traveled and gotten into strangers' cars. Yeah, me too. Just because (laughs) it seemed like a good idea at the time. Some of them more creepy than others, but every time I've come up with the most amazing story to tell. This is not to say, as women traveling alone, please be careful because let's not uh, let's not promote you know making too many dumb de- decisions on the road. But I think there is this. Uh, I'm also I'm a Libra. So I'm also, I'm always, I very much feel connected to my sign in the sense of I'm always playing this balancing game between being careful and being not so careful and doing a bit of, you know, some risky things. And a lot of my adventures and some of the wildest stories have happened when I lit, I, I, I've started by doing stuff that most people would be like, this is how horror movies start. But you trust your instincts. And I think that's the key is you feel the strength and the, you know, the um, clarity within yourself to be able to be guided by more than what other people tell you, you can do or you should do. When you take what other people might say is a risk or do something crazy, sometimes those are the best things to do because we know, you know, we know things as women, as people, but we have that intuition and that, that compass within ourselves. And that's what I hear you say is, is when you do things that other people think aren't the right thing to do, you're really expressing your, your agency and your autonomy and your, you know, your inner knowing. And I think that's really important in travel and in in exploration. No, exactly, exactly. And the thing is, I think that having had to travel on my own for from such a long from sorry from such a young age, yeah, I really honed my intuition. I really honed knowing because 
I can feel from the moment I meet a person, even before they have said anything, I can feel whether that person is good or not. And so far, that intuition has not led me astray. And one of the most amazing experiences that, you know, I've had recently before the COVID season was in Kosovo with my with my dear friend Pulumi. We went to Kosovo. Um, first of all, most people wouldn't even know where Kosovo is. Why Kosovo? Because we were looking for somewhere to go. The, the ticket was cheap. And she is as much of an adventurer as I am. So we went to Kosovo for a weekend. And on the first evening, um, we were looking for somewhere to eat. And we saw this place on Google. But then when we went to the location that Google pointed, it was an empty street, completely dark. If there were there were no shops, restaurants, it was literally just like a residential street. And um, if any anything to be known about Kosovo, that it was part of um, the old Yugoslavia, I think, and they're still kind of rebuilding from the war from the 90s. So you can still sense that um, atmosphere in there. So this street that we were on was completely dark, no street lights, some new buildings, some old buildings still looked like, you know, a bomb had dropped on them and they were still being rebuilt. And we came to the spot that Google marked and there was nothing. So I think then she said, oh, well, there's nothing here. Let's go back. And I was like, actually, no, wait, there's a phone number. Let me call the place. So I called the place and they barely spoke any English. But then the, um, the guy on the phone was like, wait, 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 where you are? I'm coming to get you. And I was like, okay, sure, let's just wait. So about a couple of minutes later, this guy comes walking out of this really dark alley, waving at us. Again, we don't speak the same language, so no idea what is being said. And then he gestures us to follow him into the dark alley. And Salumi looks at me like, are we really doing this? I'm like, yeah, we're doing this. Let's go. Uh, so we follow this guy down this dark alley. We come in front of this massive wooden door, like this intricate door. You would think that it was something out of some kind of Arabian night tale or something. It was so intricately, it was massive and it was hiding like this massive wall. And he literally just pushes the door and disappears behind the door and like, you know, gestures to come through. And I was like, I mean, we've made it this far. We might as well continue. <laughs> And we follow him into, and behind those doors was the most beautiful restaurant, the most beautiful setting. And the guy that came to get us was the chef himself. He literally walked out of the kitchen and came to get us. There were, I think, maybe four other people in the restaurant. And as we, as, as we were walking out, this other, this couple were walking out and they were like, this is the best decision you've ever made. Enjoy. And we looked at each other and were like, okay, let's see, let's see where this takes us. And I kid you not, I had so many, you know, what I like to call gastronomical orgasms <laughs> during that, <laughs> that evening. The food was delicious. The company was great. I think we stayed there until like three in the morning. The restaurant was empty. It was just me, Pulumi, the, um, the chef and his two brothers. We spent 
such an amazing time eating the freshest, most amazing food and drinking bottle after bottle of wine. After a point, they put some like traditional music. They thought I'd have to dance their traditional dance. So we were like dancing and just, it was the most amazing experience that we both ever had. I don't think we've, I've ever laughed so much. We, I laughed so hard, my cheeks were hurting. My belly was hurting from all the food. I was drunk from all the booze. We had made these amazing friends. And, you know, had we done this thing that our parents tell us, don't follow strangers down or don't call me, no, 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 we would not have had this experience. But there was just a part of me that just that was just like, let's just let's just see you know at worst we're two girls we'll run and fight and kick and yes we're in a country but most people don't understand what we're saying two black girls even <laughs> in a country where we had spent the day taking so many pictures with people like the, because the people were like oh my god where are you coming from and they were they wanted to they were hugging us and they were like let's stay we took so many pictures with random people in the streets and people telling us oh thank you thank you so much for coming to Kosovo, for coming to our country. Make sure you take as many pictures as possible, share it with the world, show them that we're open, show them that, you know, it's a nice place to come and visit. And we're like, yes, yes, we'll do all of that. It's just, I don't know. It's, and these are things that you cannot get if you just stay in your own little bubble. You need to, you need to trust, you need to trust in, yeah, you need to have a bit of trust into the universe. Yes, a horrible things happen out there in the world. So many horrible things happen, but uh, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. There, there has to be a part of you that just has to trust that everything will be okay. And sometimes you just need to do that thing that might not quite seem like a good idea, but yeah, just try it. Just try it. That encouragement, that invitation, that focus on all the things that could go so right and be so worth it instead of just the fear stories of, you know, how to not get into trouble. We need to hear that. And I know as a woman, I need to hear that uh, in the media. I need those stories. And I can imagine how much more of a challenge it is for Black women to see themselves in those stories, to access those stories, to feel that community of adventurous, traveling uh, Black women that so warmly invited you in. And now, now you're putting out those stories and creating a space where um, travel and adventure isn't just a well, you'll, you'll be glad if you get out alive kind of story that actually there's something that's really worth it there. And to have those stories out there, I think really, really matters. What kind of feedback do you get from, especially from Black women who are reading Black Explorer magazine, who are taking those steps towards some adventures that maybe really, you know, a dark alley that that they've been afraid of for a long time. What do you tell them and what what are you hearing from them about that need for that invitation and those stories in your community? I it's actually been so heartwarming 
because I get so many random thank you messages and especially the the contributors the people that send me their stories I mean yeah there's two sides to it so purely on the reader side one of my one of my favorite one was one of my readers tail she read the piece in the first issue about Patrick Patrick Arie who is a wildlife tv presenter and then after the magazine i mean she's been supporting me for for so long even when it was just an idea and yeah if you're listening to this tale i love you so much um so when the magazine came out she sent me this series of voice notes and she was so emotional and she told me that um so she studies science and she's now a pharmacist and she told me had the black explorer existed when i was a child i would have known that as a scientist someone who's passionate by science by nature and so on there's other avenues for me to work in than pure medical avenues because patrick who i interviewed for the first issue he studied biology biology and i think molecular biology if i remember correctly and with that he's going to work with you know um the likes of David Attenborough he's had his own show on Sky television wildlife tv presenting and he 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 mixes his love for nature biology with travel and with you know tv presenting and she sent me this series of voice notes saying you know had i known that as a scientist i could had i read these stories as a child had i seen these people as a child i would have known that study science i could have mixed my love of my passion for science and travel and done something like this and that that warmed my heart so much but it also made me so sad that i was like i wish i was born much earlier and i could have done this much earlier um for all the other tales and all the other you know people from my generations who haven't seen that when this when they were growing up and still now some of the today i replied to this email from this um from this older older lady that is so excited to buy a subscription to the magazine to her two um goddaughters who are still young but she wants them to see themselves in these adventurous women in these uh, these adventurous people and to see I was expecting at first that it, that it would just speak to to people like me that like to travel and they're kind of in my age group but then when I look at the people that are actually reading the magazine and they're actually buying the magazine it's literally all age groups mostly the it's the older older women black women that message me to say you know thank you for putting this out there thank you for showing this thank you for allowing me to tell my story to tell you know to have a place to share my my story for example the second issue it has been such i have cried so many times so many things have have gone wrong instead of 3 months it's taken me 7 months to bring it out and it's literally been delivered today in my living room literally a couple of hours ago the the, the guys came yeah. and my flatmate and my best friend on the phone i was crying i was on the floor because those stories in the second issue are, are so I I call it the mo- my the most intimate issue yet because they're so personal they're so 
intimate they are so vulnerable like the contributors they have gone they have literally just just given themselves their all and travel is the 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 let's say the pole that that ties or the or the the the, the thread that ties everything together but from there on the range of stories that are being told the range of of emotions that are being that are being shared in the second issue is so 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 emotional and then i'm like i really hope that they're proud i really hope that they're proud to see their names in print and the people that read their stories are proud to see black women and black men's stories being told in such a you know vulnerable way but also so real and also that we remove this focus from our pains and suffering and just share more of our joys and yeah that's what that's what people keep telling me so they keep thanking me for 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 doing that and I'm just I you know I don't know how to take most of the compliments I just like to call it <laughs> well <laughs> you you deserve it no doubt and you know thank you so much for trusting me with sharing your story and I know that stories change lives they save lives they transform so much of you know pain to power and struggle to joy and fear to freedom and I feel so much that that's what you're doing in your work and you know I also feel the call as a woman who is not black and I'm in a leadership role in my work with Wild Women Expeditions and in in this space with with our podcast to be sharing stories sharing diverse stories of women in travel and the adventures of women and the challenges that we're facing and and all of the spectrum of our experience you know i feel like those stories need to need to be unleashed and so i'm i'm very grateful for being able to connect with you more um in this in this platform and and be able to celebrate you know the stories that you're putting out there more in the world from from your community and i'd love to hear what you see as the the opportunity and and maybe the challenge um, of more of the mainstream travel journalism and even the travel industry of of which i'm a part you know we know that systemic racism is is real it's a crisis and and we we need to step up more um, to deal with it and to look look in the mirror and and be ready to do the work and there are so many challenges in that and there's so many opportunities for all of us in that so now as a storyteller and someone who's created this space for those stories to emerge from others what would you like to see more in mainstream travel journalism or in the travel industry to um, to make sure that those perspectives are included and that black women in particular are empowered more in in their leadership roles I think the one of the main things and this is something that bugs me personally is that with everything that comes with diversity and inclusion how I feel that the mainstream 
um, let's speak of mainstream travel media specifically, but how I feel that the mainstream authorities take these things is that they think, oh, we have found one or two voices that are black women or whatever. And all of a sudden they become the authority for everyone. And they're the ones that are invited everywhere. And this is not to say that those people are not doing amazing work. They absolutely are. And in a lot of cases, they are kind of leading the charge to get more people included. But the thing is, is that where it comes, there's this inherent laziness I feel within the mainstream that when it's felt like oh we have found the two voices that we think represent um this group these are the people that we will we won't bother to look further than those and the thing that I want to challenge the media industry the travel media industry as well is to say no You've heard from that person, but as with anything, we are not a monolith. There are so many experiences. There are so many varieties of ways to see things. And it's not because she or he sees things that way that they speak for the whole entire uh, entirety of our community. And I go out of my way to feature people in the magazine that are not usually given the platform to share their stories. People that sometimes have never never written for anything before, but their story is still as worthy of being told as any other person. So I go out of my way to find more underrepresented voices within our underrepresented community, I will go find the even more underrepresented voices and feature those and create a whole magazine about them, around them, around their stories so that I can come to the media, travel media industry and be like, okay, you say that you don't know where to find more diverse voices or you don't know where to, you know, find more people. So you're not always, you're not always featuring the same people. I have whole magazines full of them. Take your pick, take your pick and just, you know, you can this is an example of their work this is an example of their stories and they have so many more to tell so now you don't have any excuse to be like oh this is the only person i know get a copy of the black explorer magazine their names are in there if you need their details come to me because it's 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 very sad to me because since 2018, when I was thinking of this idea, I always thought, surely, you know, someone will do it. Someone will, will start this kind of magazine. But since 2018, we're in 2021, I am still the the first. And it's it was like in 2021, how can I how how can there be such a first? And unlike, and this may sound so contradicting to you know business practices and, and whatever i want more magazines like this to exist if we can have fifty thousand different travel magazines that feature mostly white people 
we can do with more than just one that features black voices because there are so many perspectives there's so many you know angles to cover and i can't possibly cover them all i'm try i will try my best to cover as many as i possibly can but i can't possibly and even i will have blind spots so for me, it's like, I want the travel media to see this, to see this magazine, to see what I'm doing and be like, oh, okay, we want to, you know, also do this. We want to replicate this. We want to, because the more the, the industry replicates it, the more my mission of amplifying Black voices is actually being met because that is my sole purpose is the amplification of Black voices. And for me to do that, I need to get these stories, these people, this magazine into as many hands as possible, as many places as possible, as many eyes, as many, you know, homes as possible. And if then some editor sees this and they're like, oh, I want to, okay, I saw this, this amazing article in this magazine, this person wrote it, let me get in touch with that person. And, 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 I cannot shout this enough pay the people <laughs> pay the people for their work because i have made it my mission from the very first issue even though i'm i'm uh, i'm sorry i cannot pay the rates that the industry should be paying but i am doing my best but i have made it my mission from the very first issue to pay every single person who shares their story for this issue, who shares their, their photography, who shares their work and so on. I have made it my mission not only to amplify their voices, but also to pay them for their work. So that is what I want to see. That is what I want to see the industry doing. You know, we have amazing stories to tell and people want to read them. People want to, they, they, they want to read them. If they're coming to me, they want to read them. I have, I have such a small audience and I'm trying to grow it, you know, slowly, slowly, but you mainstream medias, you have such big audiences and my audience that comes to me, they're also looking at you and they're also craving to be seen. And they're also craving to, to get the same breath of nuance that white audiences are allowed. We need that nuance as well. We need that, that diversity. We need diversity within our own communities. So it's not because you've spoken to one of us that that, that one person speaks to everyone because there's so many other of us that have different opinions and we, we deserve for all of that to be out there. So that's what I want to see. If anything, if anybody from the travel industry, travel media is listening to this, look at what I'm doing. You know, ideally come work with me, that'd be great. But also, yeah, see that there is value. There is value. There is, there, there is literally value of, you know, black travelers, black, Black travelers across the US, the UK, you know, France and so on, we've spent almost what, $160 billion on travel in 2019. That's a lot of money for us not to be seen in the industry. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Where are we spending that money? You don't know because you're not paying attention. So Ella, this is, um, again, a, my heart is so open to receiving this invitation and this challenge, um, to support 
you and amplifying this message and to do my own work uh, as a leader in, in affecting the change in the spaces that that I have influence in. And, um, and you're absolutely right that we we need to not be lazy <laughs> um, and to look for diversity within diversity and 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 really seek out those voices that are not um, are not always the ones that in some ways at risk being tokenized you know if if there's if there's only one woman at the table at, at, at the boardroom and she has the burden of being the voice of women for all things. And if there's, if there's too few black women or black people who are called upon to share the stories, then, then we all lose having a, a broader story of what's possible. And, and so I really feel motivated and inspired to, to help bring that forward in this podcast is a great start. Um, and, and there's so much more that we can, and we will do. So let me ask how women can find you, <laughs> um, can find black explored magazine, um, can buy a print copy, please buy a print copy because you're right that it's, it's a completely different experience to give presence and luxuriate over the treasure of, of the written words, um, in a print format and um, we can all really enjoy the magazine. So tell me where women can find it and where they can also connect with you more on social and, and other places that you're putting out this amazing content about black women travelers and black travelers. Yes. So you can find us mainly on the blackexplorer.com, um, um, which is where you can find the print copies. And it's important to note that uh, sustainability is very important to us as well, which is why I've chosen to have the magazine printed here locally in London. My printer is literally 15 minute cycle from my from my door and they're an FSC certified printer using sustainable sources um, of paper and inks that also are not damaging to nature as well because I'm very much aware of the impact that travel and printing can have on the world. So we're trying to kind of while spreading the message, also uh, limit um, our footprint as much as possible. Um, and even with packaging and things like shipping as well, I go for the most sustainable options um, as well as you'll see when you receive your um, your package. And yeah, so theblackexplorer.com and on Instagram, we're a Black Explorer mag. Um, I'll be honest, being a mostly one woman show, I, social media is my weak spot because I'm a very, I'm very much of a recluse. I'm not much, um, I like to be kind of a bit hidden. Um, but yes, I'll, I'll be posting more, especially now that the second issue has come out. Um, I'll be posting um, talks, uh, chats with our contributors as well to, to get, you know, give you a deep, deep look into the, the magazine, the behind the scenes, how everything comes together. But yeah, the main hub, just, I guess, head to theblackexplorer.com and then everything else is connected from there. Um, and you'll be able to find me and the magazine and, and everything else. Love it. And Ella, um, I'm so inspired right now by you and your work. And I, I just had um, an idea that I would love for you or another woman writer that that you would 
be interested in um, in featuring a story on. I would love for a story about one of our wild women expeditions to to shine in your um, in your publication, and I'd love to be able to share more of the perspective of Black women who join our adventures. Um, so I'm going to explore with you. I hope um, how we can how we can make that happen. And, um, and yeah, just really accept the, the invitation and the challenge to, to bring this forward more in, in the spaces that, that I have some influence in. So thank you for for this conversation. I feel really lit up about it. And I'm going to encourage all of our wild women around the world to check out your beautiful magazine and to get in touch with you to, to share their stories and to engage in whatever way they're inspired to. Cause I think it's really important what you're what you're putting out in the world thank you so much it's been it's been so great it's been really great and this kind of response from the industry and from people who've doing who've been doing this and have more experience than me has been really helpful and um yeah i i i am very lucky to have had a good um handful of of allies on this journey to help kind of you know bring me along um it, it's not easy and i haven't given up yet i'm still going and yeah i'm very grateful for everybody along the way that just you know comes in sends a nice note just offers help even if i don't manage to get back to everybody i'm trying <laughs> I promise. you're doing amazing thank you so much Wild Women Expeditions is a global leader in women's adventure travel, and we're so much more. We're nature lovers. We aim to empower women and communities around the world. Want to know more? Check us out at wildwomenexpeditions.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram.